This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Becky Well Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you as we go back to the games and back to Colts and Jaguars. Jacksonville's a four-point favorite. The total is 44-and-a-half. Joe, how do you see the Jaguars coming out after a couple of weeks across the pond? That is a great question. We're always trying to <laughs> figure out which Jaguars team is going to show up. So after going to London for two weeks, how are they going to look? Are we going to get the version of Ridley as part of this offense that we saw in the last game against Buffalo, which was probably the biggest reason they ended up winning 122 yard for game after in that game when we were like, where's Ridley? Why aren't they using Ridley Um, on the Colts side? Is Zach Moss still going to be the guy? I find that to be fascinating. So you sign Jonathan Taylor. Moss comes out, has this amazing game last week. You've got to go back to heavy Moss, right? Or is the owner meddling? We have another one of those situations saying like, wait, wait, well, I just paid this guy. I understand maybe he wasn't ready a week ago. It was like the day after we signed him to this contract extension. Maybe he wasn't completely prepared to play that day. But I want to see Jonathan Taylor get the rock a little. I, I wonder if that's going to be the case at all in this road game. Um, yeah, it's backup quarterback time for the Colts, and it looks like it's going to be that for a couple of months. But in his limited work this season, Minshew has been really good. Like, I wanted to push against the idea that that Minshew's just as good, if not better, for the now with the Colts, and I, I'd be willing to do so just because Richardson is much more explosive, but Minshew's been really good, really good. On target percentage, he's number two in the NFL. Completion percentage above expectation. He's number six in the NFL with not a great group. So I think this is a really interesting spot. I've heard compelling cases for both Jacksonville minus four, Indy plus four. I would lean Colts, divisional matchup, getting more than a field goal. And I you might have the best backup quarterback in the NFL in this spot. So, and, and we're not quite sure what the Jaguars are going to look like after being in London for a couple of weeks. I lean Indy don't have a strong play. I like the Jags to cover the number. Uh, I think they've got the momentum. I do like them playing in London better so far in this season. They've been much better. They've got all the momentum, but they're coming back home. They're riding high. 
I feel like Lawrence and Ridley and ATN, they're all starting to gel. I think it's all up from here. So I will be on the Jag side. I think I'm going to look at over Ridley 60 and a half as well on his receiving yards prop. Just a slight digression here before I give my side. Do you remember, like, you know, this London thing has gone on for some time now. It's the first time that one team has played two consecutive games in London. But this whole, mm-hmm. you know, traveling across the pond and, and doing all that, that's lasted for several years now. But you remember when, like, teams would get the bye after the London game just so they could rest and recover and all of that stuff. And then the Dolphins yep. came in, I believe, under Brian Flores and said, no, 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 no. We want our bye week later in the year, and we're willing to suffer through jet lag the following game because we feel like the bye week later in the season benefits us uh, for the long term. Turns out they were absolutely right. Like in that game, the Dolphins uh, very much hung in there, if I'm not mistaken. And so now all of these teams are like, you know what? You're right. If we can get our bye weeks later in the season, let's go ahead and do that and then just suffer through that following game going full well. Long term, it's in our best interest to be able to have a bye week later in the season. And boy, this is absolutely correct. And so here's a situation where the Jaguars are coming in after two weeks away and they're back home They get the Colts. And this is a deal where I like Jacksonville's side here, Joe. I think this Mm -hmm. is a situation where what they were trying to do last week in terms of playing a more up-tempo style, granted, part of that was, you know, facing a lot of, uh, you know, Buffalo defenders who weren't starters and replacing injured guys. So they figured, okay, let's keep this up-tempo to kind of keep them on their heels. But I think that can work against this Colts pass defense that is also not that effective. So in this spot, I think we're going to see a faster pace from Jacksonville, and I like their chances because of it. It's interesting. We make a big deal about flying out to London early, and that's legitimate. We talked about it this week. Uh, The Ravens are in that situation. So you fly home early. Does that make a difference? So you spend two weeks getting used to that time zone, and now you get – I'm sure they spent the early part of the week getting back to – the swing of things here. And maybe that was done by the middle of the week. I, I find that to be uh, pretty interesting. As far as Zach Moss, the prop is 45 and a half, 45 and a half mm. rushing yards. They're not posting anything for Taylor. I see to score a touchdown. Uh, Taylor's plus 155. Moss is plus 205. So that makes me think that the Taylor prop is going to be even higher. Right? Mm. I agree. Yeah. I'm with you 100%. That makes total sense. The, the touchdown thing, Aaron, is is tricky to me, though, because, like, how do you uh, take care of the workload there? And typically when teams invest in one particular running back, then they get a heavier share of the workload, right? Yep. Yep. Man, that's a tough one. I don't know who's going to be getting the touchdown there. I don't have 45 a and a half one. That's a low number for what that guy just did against the Titans. Yes. But do you let one game kind of sway the workload? That's too much. But look, like even if he has a limited workload, he may still get to that number. You know, he just may be that good in terms of yards after contact. And I, the, the curious part though, to me will be game script because if Jacksonville does get out to an early lead, will they try and pass the ball a little bit more or do they go to their bread and butter? I think that's the part that, worries me as far as the moss numbers specifically Mm -hmm. 
yeah. In, in the end, I'm, I'm probably not going to have a play. I'm curious about what the Taylor number is. I'm assuming it's right. it's going to be higher, even though Taylor only had six carries for 18 yards last week. I can't believe ATN anytime touchdown is like minus 125 coming off that two touchdown performance. Nope. No, thanks. Yeah. Nope. Can't do it. No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Patriots and Raiders Las Vegas at home. They are three point favorites. Another low total of 41 and a half. Boy, we just keep disrespecting New England's offense every which way we can. Right, Joe? Well, I mean, what else can you do? Can you say anything positive about it? it I, I completely get it at this point. It's like, all right, let's try to figure things out. It's not just Mac Jones, Ramondre Stevenson as well. He hasn't done anything. He's, uh, I mean, he's one of the worst running backs in the league this year. And, and people were expecting him to have a blow-up season. Just, okay, he's going to be the heavy workload guy. Every metric you want to take a look at, EPA per play, they're dead last. EPA per dropback, EPA per rush, they're dead last. Uh, success rate, they're 30th, third worst. They still have a really good defense. So that's why they play in all these low totals. They have no offense, and they have a strong defense. What do the Raiders have? That's what I'm trying to figure out. What are people trusting in the Raiders for the Raiders to now be field goal favorites against the Patriots? I'm not saying that the Patriots are impressive, but you know they have Devontae Adams. What do we always say about Belichick? What's he going to do? He's going to do everything he can to take away what you do best. They have Devontae. Now, Devontae was not involved coming off the injury a whole lot on Monday night. So it's a short week. He only had one target in the first half. Short week, is he going to be back to 100%? Um, it, it feels like every game, these Josh McDaniel Daniels in-game decisions are really worrisome. If you're backing the <laughs> Vegas side, I, the Raiders, they have a poor offense. The defense isn't great. So, you know, give me give me the team getting the field goal in this spot. Bel I'll take Belichick going against uh, his former assistant in, in this one, even though Mac Jones never seems to show up as an underdog. I, I'm going to say that it's going to be a close enough game. So I'll take the three. Uh, I'm torn on this one. I mean, the, Ra the Raiders are – it's hard to back the Raiders. <laughs> they are not even mediocre, mm -hmm. right? It's, and then the Patriots are just an – absolute mess i don't know what's going on all the drama between bill belichick and mac jones another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Gosh, this is tough. Do the rate or do the Patriots have an answer for Max Crosby and Devonte Adams? I don't think so. I'm going to go Raiders here. The, and there's a two and a half out there. Ooh, yeah. Give me Raiders That's, minus two Jim, and a half. Now that would be a great teaser leg with that two and a half, Aaron. I think that would be terrific. It, you know, because we do expect yeah. a close game here. So it, if, if there is that two and a half out there, I would snag it as a teaser leg. I I think that would be fantastic. I get that it is easy to make fun of this Patriots offense, and rightfully so. 
Those mm-hmm. were two exceptional defenses he went up against those last couple of weeks. The Raiders do not have an exceptional defense outside of Max Crosby. Like, how many household names are there on this Raiders defense outside of Max Crosby? That's a big problem to have. And if there is ever a spot for this Patriots offense to at least kind of get back on track in some way, it would be in this situation. The Raiders defensively, fifth lowest pressure rate, below average completion percentage over expected. If Mac Jones can't do well against this defense, then maybe he shouldn't be starting anymore. And I'm not (laughs) even a Bailey Zappi guy. Not in the slightest. This offense will be any better with him. But if you're struggling with this, especially when Bill Belichick knows that Josh McDaniels is not that good with in-game decision-making, if you can't make it work here in this one game, then you got to blow it up in some way, shape, or form. I don't know what that'll look like. Zappi's not going to be the answer, but I guess that's what they'll do here. I'm going to back the Pats, and I'm going to back Mac Jones, and maybe there's a money line play here somewhere. Look, Look at the defenses. You mentioned the Saints and the Cowboys. Go back three weeks. They were at the Jets in that game. The game they won, they scored only 15. Now, before that, it was the Eagles and Dolphins. They did put up some points. They scored 20 and 17 points in those games. Uh, Look, Jimmy Mm -hmm. G under pressure this year, no touchdowns, four picks, 3.8 yards per attempt. What do you think Belichick's going to send? I think we know what's going to happen in that one. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'll take New England. Yeah. (laughs) I'll be... Let's go. I'll stick with my Raiders. All right. Just go head to head here. The Patriots defense. Yeah, there's enough there where, like, even if the talent isn't (laughs) overwhelming, like, schematically, they will be just fine. Throw a lot of pressure at Jimmy G. Take away Devontae Adams. You're going to let Jacoby Myers beat you? Like, is that how this is going to work? Really? Uh, I don't think so. Yep. Not at all. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we've got Bills and Giants. We've got Eagles, Jets, and so much more. It's an NFC East Coast bias segment of games. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.